Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. morning welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show hour number two already all right well let's head down south let's go down to south padre and check in with our good friend captain brian barrera see what he's up to good morning brian how you doing man good morning sir how you doing today couldn't be better all right good all righty yeah i'm just uh starting to move around for the day i'm uh gonna go do some some wade fishing today i got a big crew from Shimano in town. We've been doing a big video shoot uh, for a couple of days here. Cool. Shooting some new rods and reels that they have. Wade fishing. I must have uh, mm-hmm. busted the longest couple of wades I've ever done yesterday. <laughs> we were catching <laughs> really? some. Uh, yeah, really long wades. We were catching some. I mean, it was just great weather. We were catching some nice redfish, a few decent trout. No crazy trout, but uh, a lot of nice redfish. It was fun throwing topwaters and jigs, but. Mostly right. top water. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, let me think. Wednesday was a very good day. We went out, maybe caught 30 snook or so with uh, um, Mr. Anderson, uh, early morning sicko. <laughs> him and his son. Him and his son came. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to. I'll re- see you the picture. Got, yeah, I, he's I gone saw out the to the ranch and, with y'all before. Yeah, and. Uh, He's a, he's a really nice guy, man. They come down there every Christmas, him and all his crew, all those guys. And uh, I, I recognized him right off the bat. Yeah, he's good a cool guy. guy. Him and his, his uh, son came. Yeah. And, uh, they're both really good fishermen, cool people. Just another classic early morning sicko, always cool people, good yeah, fishermen. Yeah, good outdoorsmen, man. They're into it, hunting and fishing. They're, they're the yeah. real deal. Yeah, I think we caught probably like between 20 and 30 snook and a bunch of snook on top water awesome. double hookup on top water yeah uh, we caught nice redfish we caught look downs mangrove snapper uh jack Cravel, a bunch of cool stuff it was it was great throwing basically throwing top waters all day that's fun man that's a lot of fun yeah your ear should have been burning monday and tuesday i fished with cliff webb and corpus and we were talking about you <laughs> oh yeah man i'm trying yeah. to get trying to get back out come catch some snook yeah yeah i'd love to get down there and do that man i just my time's so limited it's hard to get away and do stuff 
you know. You guys are yeah. a long ways down the coast. Yeah, we are. But the fishing's been good. You know, I'm hoping that, that it's it's colds today and right. it'll stay. You know, um Monday, Tuesday, uh I went Mr. Anderson Wednesday, so Monday, Tuesday I was filming also doing a bunch of uh, stuff. So it's been four days of filming this week. It's been a busy week. Yeah, Making a bunch of commercials and stuff for my website. And just all this. It's about the time of the year that I do interview. I take a week. Mm. And usually Shimano will come in town. And then my other friend will come in town that helps me video stuff for the website. So we've just been chasing all kinds of different fish. You know, I've been, um, Monday, Tuesday, I was drifting, throwing, throwing top waters on the flats. And we caught some nice fish. Lost a couple of, of really good trout, but we got quite a few redfish and some good medium-sized speckled trout. Nothing giant, you know. I'm surprised I haven't caught one this week. I've been fishing pretty hard for them. Well, they'll come. But that's kind they'll of the way it is. Yeah. I lost yep. a good one yep. with Cliff on Tuesday about 1 o'clock, and uh, that was the best bite I had the whole trip. You know, I caught a nice it's been one. been a better on, afternoon uh, bite. Yeah. It really has. But it I mean, was fun. For us, we've, it's been calm. It's been yeah, calm. And kind of I've never fished uh, Corpus and it be that calm. <laughs> I never have. It was calm. Yeah, it's been pretty calm days. And so, you know, sometimes for me, the calmer stuff's a little bit harder. That's why we were wade fishing for them and whatnot. But, uh, right. you know, you like to get the, the old ripple on the water, the old walleye ripple. So. I need a little bit of breeze, you know, kind of fire them fish up. It's supposed to be a windier day today, so I think they're going to be pretty fired up. Yeah. And the winds uh, are back out of the south, you know, so that's that putting some here. water back into the flats. The north wind will blow all our water out. Yeah, it will. Ours, too. Yeah, the entire coast, I looked at it earlier, and it's all, a, you know, an offshore wind coming in south to southeast all up and down the coast. That's good. Yeah, I need some consistent, regular south-southeast wind or what it is that we have to get a good pattern on these fish. Kind of been just potholing, you know, drifting, hitting the potholes. But I know there's a big concentration somewhere. I'm trying to find it today. Well, good luck with that. All our fish seem to be scattered. You know, that's why we did better out of the boat because we could cover more water. You got more bites that way. Yep. But Monday was tough because yep. it was slick, you know, and then down y'all's way, that real slick water is just a kiss of death. It Man, it makes that bite, bite real light. And, yep, and you got to really get kind of deeper if you're going to, you know, it's hard yeah. for me to catch and, you real know, most shallow those fish stuff. were deeper, you know, his way, anywhere from about three and a half foot out to five foot. They were just uh, yeah. far enough out, you couldn't reach them wading. We caught a few wading, but uh, it was it was a lot better out of the boat, more bites. Well, we'll see what happens today. I've got the same same crew. Hope for the best. We didn't get to talk last week. I don't think we were having some kind of issue or whatever it was. Was that last week? Yeah, I week? don't know what was up with that. We'd we'd call you and it would just go straight to voicemail. It wouldn't ring or anything. That's weird because I was like trying to call back and stuff. But anyways, that's what I yeah, say. I the picture know of that. What was up with that? that. It may have, may have been something with a cell tower down there or whatever. You know, because Jake he's he kept telling yeah. me he said, "Man, I can't get Brian." Something weird was happening. Sorry about that. Well, it, it happened. I did some good fishing that week, too. 
<laughs> that's modern technology these days. <laughs> it, uh, Shimano got anything new coming out this year? Yes, there's about? a bunch of new stuff. They've always, they always roll a bunch of stuff out, you know, near, uh, near the iCast time and whatnot. So there's right. some new, some new rosin reels and some updated stuff. They're actually coming out with a, a line of like soft plastic lures and they've got some, some jerk baits. I don't know if you've seen these jerk baits. They got this flash boost stuff in them. Yeah. And they work. They work good. Uh, there's also a couple new like top water type stuff that we've been messing with that I, I think should be coming out sometime soon. What's so, that one top water you like that they make? Cold I like the one that, like that. Yep. Yeah. Called the current sniper. I like that one a lot. Uh, that's all we've been throwing a couple of days ago. Now today, in the last two days, we're throwing a little bit of different stuff. Right. So, yeah, they've got these new poppers called a World Pop. Um, they're super cool. I've got a lot of nice snook on them already. So it's it's not, it's nice. And then, you know, like just a bunch of upgrades to all the reels that they already have and stuff. They, they tend to upgrade them each year. Which of their baitcasters you like the best? Man, I love the Metanium. Right. I love titanium, and I have, but I have probably six or seven of the tranks, all the way tranks. from the 150 size all the way up to the 400 size for tarpon. Mm-hmm. So I love that Shimano trank. So you know, I've got a, I've got a Bantam, I've got a couple of Corrados too, but um, the tranks can take a beating and keep on going. You know. Right. Bulletproof. Yep, I love that, and the titanium is just really nice. Yeah, it's a really nice one to hold in your hand. Right. Good and light. Cast bar. Yep, I've got them paired up on like a 6.9 rod. I'm not sure what size rod you use when you wade fish, but I tend to drop down length on my wade fishing rods. So I've got yeah. these ones paired up with like a 6.9. Yeah, I use a 6.6 six wider light, yep. ultra light. That depends. Depends on what you're throwing. Whether you're throwing real light baits, I'll go with a with the uh, ultra wider light. And if uh, you know a little bit bigger baits, then I may even uh, step it up, even you know a medium medium yeah. light. But uh, I'm, I've always been a buggy whip guy. I've always liked that real live tip with a good taper, you know, headed down towards the backbone. Yes. You know, a good fast Definitely. rod, real fast. Buddy, wait him yeah, for about another day. You better have a fast rod. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, you ain't trying to get out of your hand you or felt them, You better get on them or they drop it. I mean, they were just they were pushing oh, baits around and just real lethargic bite. But uh, if you could yep. keep your rod at the right angle where you still had room to set the hook and come back, you'd get them every time. It was the same here. We had a somewhat slow day like that where you know the couple of fish we caught were. You know, hooked right on the outside of the chin. From you can That's tell what, where we they. Were same thing, man. We were. Hooked. I guarantee you, half fish I caught were caught on the outside of the jaw or the chin, like you're talking about. Yeah, that's just from straight up tail grabbing it, and then you yank it and foul hook them on the hook set. Pretty right. much. From, <laughs> so a little tail grabber. Sometimes you get them after all, you know. <laughs> yep. Little tail nippers. <laughs> And that's something how they'll push that uh, push that bait around like that. And they'll swat at it with their tail. That's you know the fickleness of like speckled trout sometimes. Uh-huh. 
seems like the bite's staying kind of consistently the same throughout. I mean, it's kind of from us up to to your area, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. See what happens. I tell you what, I do have off Saturday, Sunday, and I might just hit the ranch. We'll see if there's some some deer moving around. Blaine's been getting uh, some rutting activity out of his uh, his little young deer. You know, some rubbing and scraping, little yep, about that little time. sparring going on, a little rattling, and uh, you know, just chasing some does that are and those know they're not ready yet. But the big boys just hanging back, waiting for the young guys to run them down. <laughs> yep, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I've got a whole week off the week before Christmas, so I'm gonna go hard out there at the ranch and try to hunt doubles if I can every day. There you go. Well, well, good luck with your Shimano guys day. Get all your filming done and everything. Slide out and go to the ranch this weekend. Nothing wrong with that. Got a front coming. Yeah, for that sure. Get something moving. Something might happen, yeah. I'm going to give sure. them a shot and see what I can do. All right, Brian. Well, hey, if somebody wants to come down and fish with you, how do they get a hold of you, bud? Sure. The quickest and easiest way would be a direct call. Um, area code nine five six seven five five nine four one three, or you can visit the website inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. Very good. Well, Brian, always good talking to you. Good luck to you this weekend, and uh, I'll check in with you next week. See what's up. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Brian. See you, man. All right, that's Captain Brian Barrera down in South Padre. Well, the Belleville Meat Market, this week they're double featuring dirty rice pecan smoked sausage and their cheddar pecan smoked sausage. You can always try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And their full menu on pecan smoked barbecue, they serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. with pecan smoked pulled pork, homemade hot dogs, their brisket. I mean, everything's excellent at the Belleville, not to mention their great processing, too. And gift boxes are available in-store or online, and they'll even help you build a custom box for somebody you want to give a nice present to. And while game processing, they're making their Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs, that's homemade hot dogs, using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. And Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and the Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, for meat is our middle name. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. And welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it is uh, 518 here in the Bayou City. And uh, uh, looking at weather, the wind's coming up a little bit. It's uh, since I went on air this morning, but uh, it's anywhere from about 10 to 15. They're calling for 15 to 25 today, so maybe this is all we'll get. This is doable. Still kind of east-southeast up uh, to the north end of the complex, but down on the lower end, it's south, southeast, or due south, either one. So, oh, well, we'll make the most of it. All right, well, let's go down to Texas City and check in with our good friend, Mr. Dave Fremont. Dave, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning, Captain Mickey. Well, what's up? <clears throat> well, I'm not running late this morning, but everybody else is sure running early. It's one of those. It's one of those mornings where I just feel like I woke up. Uh, I woke up behind. It's been that way ever since. But uh, here I am, and uh, I made my way out here to the Texas City Dyke. Stopped in the good old boys one stop and made a quick pass to see what's going on in the bait camp world and such. And uh, right, took a little listen to you all the way out to the end and. There's a handful of people out here fishing, Mickey. There's uh, there's some people set up, uh, even with that wind blowing in your face when you're when you're fishing on the Texas City Channel side. Right. A little uh, predominant southeast wind just going right down your throat. Well, there's people fishing out there and chunking some lures in their lights. And, um, right. And then there's some some of them set up for spending the day uh, trying to catch one of them big uglies or a, a big bull red or Something like that. Anything that'll get in the way, and or a nice flat fish that you can't keep yet. <laughs> yeah, we're getting close to uh, the end of the flounder run, and then they're going to open up the flounder run season for us for a little oh, while. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know that's that's a shame. I haven't I haven't fished one day uh, just to even go out there and do a little catch and release or anything for, for flounder. It just, it just took the taste right out of my mouth when they, it does. when they shut that down. Not that, not, not that in my old age that I was a, a, a fishing fool for flounder as far as keeping them and seeing how many I could stack up in the freezer. I don't even, I don't even like them that way. I like to bring them home when they're, they're still flopping and, uh, yes. And bore them to death and then clean them and, and just have a, have a good old, flounder dinner you know but uh i don't know i just kind of took took the fun out of it and i a lot of times when i'm when i'm fishing for them i'm gonna be straight up and honest a lot of guys you know they'll catch photo and release during this during this time when you can't keep them but quite a few quite a few of my hook sets is is deep you can you can try and you can and a lot of guys can get good at it you can you can snap that rod tip 
uh, just when you feel like uh, that flounder is, has taken it in that first time right into their mouth, you know, and pop it, and so it'll, it'll a lot of times it'll come right into that jawbone. But in my old days of fishing and wanting to keep a, a, a real nice flounder or three, um, you when you're working that lure, lure, yeah, you let them have it and, uh, yeah. you know, just give it about a minute before you do that. But a lot of times wow. it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of times you'll find when you're, when you, when you land that fish that you ain't got any, any sight of the lure, it's gone, you know, it's down in the gullet. So, mm. and those, those are, uh, those are kind of hard to get out and then feel good about the fish getting released. So we, I've kind of just decided I'm going to let it go and just, um, uh, Eat some Mrs. Paul's fish sticks during the flounder run and <laughs> go from there. But uh, anyway, enough of that. Um, 67 degrees, right slap dab here about, oh, I'm about two miles out right now, not not too far from our shrimp boat dock. And um, things look pretty good other than, uh, like I say, you mentioned it, uh, we've got a pretty good wind it sounds like it's really going to crank up before the front comes down that's what they're saying you know 15 to 25 along the coast today yeah i uh i i guess it's pretty pretty close to that here it seems like it may not be quite it might be closer to the 15 right now but yeah uh, it's kind of hard to tell you know when the wind's blowing and it uh, chops up that water everything gets a lot more dark out on the out on the bag you don't have any of the reflections and stuff from the right from the refinery lights and things really get dark when it's windy um uh, yesterday evening uh, the wife and i took a little old stroll out here to the to the end and uh Oh, it was beautiful, and the water looked absolutely marvelous. And I had an itch. I even mentioned it to her. I said, "I'm, I'm going to take a rod in the morning when I when I go to talk to Mickey. And if uh, if things look like this, this water's too pretty. I'm going to I'm going to try to you gotta, you gotta stir it up. You. You've got that right. Yeah, just stir it up a little bit. She said, "Well, do it." And uh, so, um, but this morning, uh, I might just go home and scramble up some eggs instead. It's uh, it's a little bit breezy, and I think that water's going to be chopped up pretty good. Uh, now, the, the piers on the on the uh, left-hand side as you're going out on the dive, yeah, and we've got a couple side. of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, but wooden piers uh, will be good. And I think I'm looking, and I'm, uh, so it's all going dark. It's hard to see, but I imagine that tide's up a bit with this wind blowing that water in. And yeah, so there will be plenty of water. right now, I think. Yeah, we're on a high. Yeah. Happen at midnight where our lows like seven thirty seven thirty area, so yeah, and I'll be going. But out. I think I think people be uh, be good for fishing on the on the left hand side and work around that riprap if they want to if they do want to uh, tussle with a with a flounder or a, or a little old red or something uh, that'll be the place probably to go or back in that cove on the very end of the dike uh, on the. Once again, on the left-hand side, the non-channel side, will be will be a couple of places where folks can kind of hold up a little bit and get out of that wind. Um, haven't heard an awful lot. They had a little old tournament uh, this last weekend, a uh, little old local deal on the dike, and I think it was for some uh, some of those bigger fish, the black drum and bull reds, and and they caught some. They landed some. Those those guys get serious. They fish in little groups, and uh, they got an awful lot of rods out and have a good time, and and they'll usually bring in a couple of them big uglies. 
uh, and they did. Um, and I've, I've seen a few landed over during the week. Nothing spectacular, though. Um, but, uh, but, hey, where are we at? Right here at the holidays, right here during kind of the slow mm-hmm. time of the season here for fishing on the Texas City Dike. But uh, you can still um, come out here and have you a lot of fun before you have to turn around and go back home. Did you uh... – this year, this this fall, did you see much of a croaker or whiting run at all? No, you know we talked about it a couple of Friday mornings where I, I, I would see a, a handful of folks stack up. The ones that fish exclusively for those for those croaker, they they're gonna they're gonna get out and go. Even even if they're not biting good, they're still gonna go and they're gonna pile up and and, and catch yeah. a few buckets of them croaker. And I did see a a few mornings, uh, and it's usually always been. Uh, during the night, uh, but I did see probably this year. Overall, I saw a little bit more than the last several years. Uh, yeah. It might be because I was kind of looking for it. I don't know, but I hadn't. Ta- I didn't talk to any of the folks and ask them. I, if I get time, I like to do that because that's the best way to find out how things have been going on is talk to the ones that's out there doing it. But they, yeah. uh, they uh, seem to have a little bit better better year this time for for croaker. Uh, Mickey, I don't know if, if the beachfront had any, or if they if they catch. I don't. I never did catch an awful lot of croaker on on the beachfront, but we made up for it in whiting, and uh, I just I'd rather catch them. Yeah, the the whiting, you know, was most of them I heard about was along the beachfront. There was pretty good whiting run. I mean, it wasn't like the old days, but it was it was decent. It was enough to get people yeah. out and go do it. That's good eating fish right there. Oh yeah, yes sir, absolutely. They ought to, and I wouldn't give up on them. I think that uh, here we are, uh, even on into uh, uh, January and February. Uh, I, I wouldn't give up on them if you're wanting to catch them whiting out there on the beachfront. We're mm-hmm. catching a an a occasional uh, whiting or three out on the towards the end of the dike on the little beach area there. Once again, on the left hand side out there going out uh always did always have um but they are definitely good eating they're a little little smaller fish but worth every worth every bit of the trouble of cleaning them um but anyway out on the on the bait side mickey and for for boys um uh alberto's got some real nice live shrimp they're they're a mix in size uh make everybody happy they're just a just a real nice size live shrimp and he's got a a whole bunch of finger mullet and they they was out uh in i think two tanks uh you got quite a few finger mullet for folks that want to want to use them and uh looks like they've got plenty of good dead bait and they've got live crabs and they've got them last night i was talking with jason and uh he said hey i think i'm going to have about four or five boxes of uh of number one so let's uh let's do something stupid. And I said, well, that's, that's where I come in. So we, uh, <laughs> we're going to run them at $3 and 33 cents a pound this morning. In fact, I, we put them in the register last night at that. And, uh, so I don't know how long that'll last. Cause that's a pretty good price for a big old number one. Yeah. That's, that's definitely there. reasonable. That's a good price for number ones really for, for, for this day and time for the sure. prices of the crazy prices. Now, I'll tell you yesterday, real quick, if there's a such thing of me doing anything quick, it's uh he had 
he he went to Louisiana and had some stuff to do, Jason. I'm talking about. But anyway, he had a couple customers say, "Hey, I want some. I want you to cook up some crawfish." And uh, uh, I want some. He goes, "Man, those things are those things are hard to find and they're pricey. It's a gold standard right now." Anyway, long story short, long story short, he come back with about eighty eighty pounds or ninety pounds of these high dollar crawfish. And he give me a holler, he gave me a holler and he says, Look, I don't I don't know what I want to do. I gonna cook some up for some you know, some, some people with him, but um I'm gonna have a bunch left over and I said he said, if you only knew how much he said, Dave, if you only knew how much I was paying for these And he ended up telling me and it was like, Good grief. So he goes, Well we, let's 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 put them out in ca- just in case some other folks want them. But he said I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put twelve ninety nine a pound on them cooked you know for cooked crawfish, and yeah. and that's that's crazy, and it's not in the season. Yeah, but I know and people are craving them already. They'll pay that for them. They're craving them so bad. Well, you know, and they, <laughs> and and they've been and they've been eating they've been eating frozen you know crawfish during the during the yeah. little short off season that we got now. Well, anyway, anyway, I put them out, put it on Facebook. I said, listen, you know, I, I, I wanted to say don't kill the messenger, but I put the price. You would have thought when I posted that ad that I had peed on a hornet's nest. I mean, just, just <laughs> I mean, people came out of the woodwork and I was we were getting stabbed in the hard horse. Uh, now, some people know, but in, a lot of people are playing, you know, they're just teasing. So, you don't yeah. unless unless they're unless they're tossing profanity and some of them make these references to, uh, hey, you almost be on crack and stuff like that. Well, I don't, I don't like that. I don't tolerate that kind nah. of stuff for very long, but, but for fun. And they were, ha- I was having fun reading them. A lot of them were really funny. And you know, they were saying, I mean, but some people, this is serious business, this crawfish business for folks. This is a, this is a very important, especially to the folks that's migrated over here from Louisiana. They know everything there is about crawfish and they'll, they'll tell you that. But uh, long story short, it is a long story, and it's not even short anymore. We sold every bit of it. We sold every, you know, that was bit, my which first is guess right off the bat. I know people didn't pay <laughs> that for them because they're craving them so well, bad. I mean, it just well, well look at them when you start uh, getting the height across the crawfish season. I, they'll beat the door down to get them, man. I'm I'm telling you, I I put on I put on there I put up a. A disclaimer. I said they're not big and they're not cheap, but I guarantee you they're going to be real good because they're going to cook them up good there at the Cajun Grill, and right. they did. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it was fun. It was fun, and it was not fun at the same time. But anyway, you know, that's my little story. Times change. You know, back when I first started doing them thirty-five and forty years ago, I, I couldn't hardly get anybody to come over to my house and eat them. Oh man, we don't need no crawfish, you know. So they're really good, and uh, Uh, we'd be stuck with all of them, and we'd end up, after we'd cook all of them, we'd just have to peel them all and put them up and then, you know, make dishes with them, crawfish, enchiladas, etouffee, you know, all that stuff. But uh, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's an amazing. Now you invite somebody to crawfish boil, and they're coming. (laughs) They'll burn the road up and tear your house up to get there. In the in the in the ten or so ten twelve thirteen years or so that I've been working with Jason, uh, since I got out of the refinery business, uh, it's been an awful lot crawfish related, and I learned so much. And uh, but I'll tell you, you don't you don't mess around with people's crawfish a lot of them, but no. uh, it's a crazy game. It's a crazy <laughs> game to play. But but Jason, 
Jason Jason loves every minute of it. But uh, yeah, he he put me through the ringer yesterday on them twelve ninety nine a pound. And you know everything <laughs> that people were saying, they're, it's too early. Yep, you're right. It, they're too little. Absolutely, you're right. And you know it was like all of that stuff. But here they are, and I, you know, you don't want to say, "Hey, here they if are, you don't here's like what them. they are," yeah. and boom, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of sweated. I didn't know whether they would. I mean, that's not an awful lot of crawfish, but but it is when they're that price. And but yes. it was kind of fun, and I wouldn't be surprised if old Jason don't roll down there and do it again just because he did it. But uh, anyway, Mickey, doggone right, it, uh, Boyd's one Boyd's one stop is uh, is nine four five four thousand one two two seven Dyke Road. And looking forward to seeing anybody and everybody uh, uh, that comes in. Be careful on the highways, and thanks for letting me rattle, man. I would. Hey, I'm that's good stuff, man. All right, Dave. Well, you have a great week. I'll talk to you next week and tell Jason, hey, keep making a run, 80 pounds at a time. (laughs) Thank you, sir. See you, man. Bye-bye. All right. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. From the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. And welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already. All right, it's 539 here in the Bayou City. Let's uh, run down south, Galveston Way, and let's talk to Captain Steve Hillman this morning. Good morning, Hillman. What's up, bud? Good morning. How are you? Welcome. Welcome. I'm doing great. Welcome back to to uh, to Paradise. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you have a good time down there with Cliff? Oh yeah, man. It's it's fun fishing with him. He is funny. He's I got the he gift is. of gab, man. It's awesome. Looks like you caught a pretty good one that one you sent to me and Bob and that, Yeah, I caught part. a real nice fish on uh Monday, you know, waiting. And uh caught it on that uh, little sea shad assassin, that uh Houdini shad, Houdini color. That works real good down there in that clear water. And, gotcha. Uh, in the picture, it looked like it had a live croaker hanging out of its mouth. Yeah, you know better than that. Don't you stir <laughs> nothing up this morning. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I'm in the mood to stir something up. I was listening to Dave. He's talking about Facebook wars. Man, it's been a lot. It's been a long time since I've gotten a good Facebook war with somebody. Boy, I used to see some. <laughs> I, I remember some that lasted for days. I remember that that one post I put when I used to get on there. Well, it was 2016 or 17, and I was talking about all the habitat issues and and be careful what you wish for, you know, during the stack ups and all this stuff. And man, I got hammered. It went on for, I think there was, it got shared 750 times, and that yeah, it was like up there close to 800 times. the last time it I checked crazy. on it. Crazy. I mean, but I typed I, it. I'd come in from fishing every day, and then I just post, you know, get on there and. uh look it over and see all the new posts on there. And I'm going, my goodness, people have lost their minds. Yeah, it was crazy. I'll never do that again because the thing is you can't, I was just trying to, as to the best of my ability to, to try to educate a few people. And cause there was a lot of misinformation going around at the time about our fishery. And, uh, and man, the thing is when people start commenting, you got to comment back and it goes on forever. <laughs> And you yeah. just can't. It's not uh, <laughs> come out waste a whole work, bunch of buddy. time. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. 
but <laughs> hey, I was going to ask you before I forget. So I was I got home yesterday. I was cleaning up the boat and everything, and I was looking at my my uh, trailer tires. Of course, you know, I have a tandem axle McLean right. trailer. It's about three years old, maybe four. I don't know. I lose track of time. These tires, I don't think they're even two years old. I don't know, but uh, the tread on them is pretty good because I know you know a lot about tires. But right on the, I guess it's on the starboard on the starboard front tire. It's right. wearing on the outside of the tire real bad, like unevenly. Am I, am I, and that just sounds like a stupid question. No. But am I supposed to be rotating tires on a trailer? I mean, no, what you shouldn't that? have to. It's, uh, I, I that, wouldn't think uh, so. Yeah. That axle, apparently, it's uh, it's not straight. Not lined up right. It's not lined up right because it's making it wear on the outside. It's like, uh, you know, it's towed towed in a little bit okay if it was towed too much you get that feathering across the treads but it's wearing just just on the outside huh yeah just on the outside of that, that one tire and it could be too i was thinking when i you've never been to my house but i've got a big circle drive and and uh when i built that house i should have made my uh made the angle a lot uh, a lot less uh when you turn in, when I back in my circle drive, you got to really turn hard, and and maybe it's just because I'm turning at that hard angle every day or something. You think While that you're could backing be it? Up. Yeah, uh huh. But I wouldn't think that one little move every day. No, would because like going out the next day, it would be doing the same to the other side of the tire. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, don't know. I guess checked out. What I, I guess I could go over there to Johnny Vicky call and have him look at it, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have time I to don't drive know whether to say morning. that's negative camber or positive camber, but uh, okay. it's uh, definitely not. It's not where the spindle comes out. It's not sitting straight. If you'll just visualize it, the spindle may be going down a little bit and making it gotcha. putting more weight on the outside of the tire than the inside of the tire and making it wear like that. I got you. All right. And those front tires, well, always, you know, it's, uh, man, it, it, it's always something with boat trailers, man. Always. Oh, I know. Well, and I mean, I'm, I'm like real picky about having good tires. It's, I don't like boat trailer problems. Yeah. But, if uh, you don't have tires under you, you don't have anything under you. It's very unsafe right. to run around with bad tires. That's right. But hopefully they hold up this morning. I'm making a little drive this morning. We're doing, doing something different. I've been uh, been a boat monkey for about a week and a half, staying home, doing real well up until this week. Um, right. It, it was for me. It was kind of a tough week. I say that. I mean, Sunday. I guess start with Sunday. I fished. I guess it's six days in a row. And Sunday, I had Mr. Atkins, his grandson Derek, and, and we did real good. Trout fishing was really easy. And then we went and caught a bunch of reds and and. Uh, they kept their limited reds. We turned some overs loose and some other slots and unders and, and then caught our two to four flounders we're catching every day, all good ones, let those go. And and, uh, and I'm like, okay, you know, I had a day off. And I'm like, okay, picked up right where we left off the week before and going to going to ride the wave all week. Mm-hmm. Well, and Monday it got a little tougher, still did good. I think one day we only had, well, I had four guys on egg beaters 
and uh, I think we all had like 10 or 12 fish that day. That was, that was a tough one. And then the next day we did real good. And then what's today, Friday, Wednesday, man, it, it, you talk about just slam right into a cinder block wall. I, uh, we couldn't get anything going. It was, I got to the ramp that morning. It was gusting to 25 out of the Northeast. But that little dry front, that, that little dry front blew through. When was that? The, that was, trying to keep my day straight here. That was Wednesday. Yeah, that was Wednesday morning. Oh, yeah. That's that's the morning I got back from Corpus. And, man, I woke up and went outside. And I said, man, what is this? Oh, it was cranky. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, I got up at 3.30 that, that morning. I looked at, at ports and everything, and it was like three to five miles an hour everywhere. And I kept looking at that forecast, and it, it was saying northeast 15 to 20. And I looked at the radar. I'm like, okay, what's where is this going to come from? And I get to the ramp, and, I mean, it blew the door shut on my truck. And, <laughs> and uh, these two guys, one of them fished me about 17, 18 years ago, Phil, and, and uh, another new guy, Chet. They had, had rented a condo or a house or something down here, and had they been local guys, say, you know, whatever, somewhere nearby, to just said, hey, you know what, y'all, y'all going back to the house. But we tried it, and uh, I tell you, I put this new boat to the test. It was a uh, my trim tabs worked great, everything's great, man. It, it it ate up it ate up that chop pretty good, but it was gnarly. Everything that I'd been fishing was blown out. And uh, we pulled the plug after a couple hours. I think we caught four fish, only one legal trout that I threw back. And had right. one red just under. But that was that day was just one that you just write off. And, uh, you know, that pressure went through the roof overnight. It was it was a, a 1,028 millibars Wednesday morning, the highest I'd seen in a long time. And uh, anyway, uh, I tucked my tail between my legs, went on home, and prayed for a better day the next day. And, and yeah. uh, yesterday, yesterday was pretty good. It, it was nothing hot and heavy, but it was, it was real steady. I had, uh, oh, I had uh, who I have Brian Castile and his his two uh, customers, my mood and Ike, and my mood and Ike had they'd never fished artificial before, but uh, they did real good, man. Luckily, we had a pretty pretty solid bite and caught some nice trout. Uh, had the biggest one was almost twenty inches. Most of these fish are just like I told you last time. They're all 15 and a half to 17, 17 and a half inches. Cookie uh, we did, Yeah, we let one the other day go when Mike Silva was with me. His uh, nephew, Eric, uh, he caught one. It was like 22 inches we let go. And, but that's uh, that's the biggest one we've caught this week. And some of the reds are tournament reds. I mean, we're catching reds just about every day and some overs. We did again yesterday. Well, this time of year, man, when they're – you know, after all that big time fall bite and foraging and everything they do, you mm-hmm. get some upper slots. They they got some weight on them, man. Oh, we had yeah, we had a twenty seven and a half incher the other day that weighed almost nine pounds. That's that's what you're looking for right there, buddy. But man, it's it started out slow yesterday, and I made a move and uh, back to an area I hadn't been to in like a week. You know, there's like four or five areas I'm just kind of rotating my crops and. Right, and I went back to this one area I hadn't touched in a while. Tide hadn't been right for it. Wind hadn't been right for it. Blah blah blah. And we get in there and and catch a couple throwing like slamming chicken, uh, sea sheds, and and our bite just faded. And then I had a couple of bags of the uh, Laguna shrimp 
little paddle tails in my leaning post. And I remembered when Mike Silva was fishing with me a few days before, he put on a pink and started lighting them up. And, and I put that thing on and, and uh, I caught like three and three casts. I switched all the guys over and everybody started catching. Yep. And, and it's just, it's not often that I see that color makes that big of a difference but it sure did yesterday. That pink was uh, – that that was a game-changer yeah, for us Yeah, Laguna Shrimp, that's, uh, that's one of Robin's best-selling baits right there. People are yep. on that one. Yep. And that's slamming chicken. It's good down the coast. It's good here. It's good yeah. up the coast. That's just a good one, period. That's a, that's a hell yeah. of a bait. It really is. But uh, it was a fun day. We're still doing the same thing. We're – uh, when I'm drifting, we're in two and a half to five feet of water over shell in some areas. Uh, I'm fishing more, a little bit more mud now with uh, with this cool down water temps held. Yeah, in once it gets I colder, guess, we'll we'll get on that mud pattern, man. That's when you know if we've got any good fish, that's when we'll see them. Yeah, and and and, and close to deep water still. Not right. not a lot's changed. Not a lot's changed. Uh, they're not as tightened up as I thought they would be after this last front, but. But it's still decent fishing. It's fun, you know. Well, they'll tighten up when that water temperature gets back in the upper 50s. You know, same thing's going yeah. on down south. Those fish are loose. They're not real balled up. And you, you're really doing oh, really? better out of the boat because you can cover more water, fan your cast and everything, sure. Yeah, and that's what I'm afraid of today. We're going to wade today, but uh, I think the boat fishing may actually be a little bit better for what I, where I'm going to be. Right, but I don't know if that wind. I don't know if that wind's going to allow me to boat fish. We'll just, I know. I guess it we'll just depends just, on how we'll see what happens. Gets, man. So. I know. All right, Hillman. Well, hey, buddy, I'm already out of time. If somebody wants to call you about fishing with you, I highly recommend it. How they get a hold of you, man. All righty, four zero nine two five six seven nine three seven. They might actually catch something and learn something at the same time, bud. I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> learning anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, man. Steve, always good talking to you, buddy. You have a good day. Good luck to you. Break a leg. Thanks a lot, man. Later, man. All right. right. That's Captain Steve Hillman out of G-Town. And unfortunately, we're out of time again. Boy, it goes by quick. Well, thanks for listening in today. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll see you in the morning, 4 a.m. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.